It's time for the Magpie 24-7 Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. Discussing all things Newcastle United, passionate, unfiltered, unfiltered. and totally black and white by fans for fans. What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Magpie 24-7 podcast. And, um, yeah, it's been a whirlwind couple of days. Obviously, sadly, the news came through this afternoon that a uh, former Newcastle player and manager, uh, Glenn Rhoda, sadly passed away uh, after losing a battle with a brain tumour. Um, really devastating news, mate. This was already going to be a, a sad, like a negative podcast as it was and a relatively sad one following the, the loss of someone in the Newcastle community as well, which we'll come on to soon. Um, but to lose someone like Glenn Roder, um, who was a very big figure up here for Newcastle, he loved Newcastle United, um, wore his heart on his sleeve, very much, a, even though not from here, Paul, very much an adopted Geordie, uh, very, very, very sad news. Yeah, it goes to show, yeah. Um, all these postcode uh, warriors and people saying you've got to be this, you've got to be that, you've got to be the other. No, you, you don't. You've just got to. You've just got to get that connection and get that understanding. Um, and in, in in recent living memory, and certainly from from my uh, time, he is definitely a fine, fine example of a person not born uh, in the northeast, no connections to the northeast, but came as a player and was an absolute beast uh, you know, of a player, quality uh, footballer. We all remember the shuffle. Even after he'd gone, still the chance, still the admiration. Um, and I just think the, the Newcastle faithful, if you see a phony on the pitch, you can instantly see a phony on the pitch. And if you see somebody who wears his heart on his sleeve, again, you can see that straight away and we're clued up. And Glenn Roder was certainly that as a player, uh, he was the head of the academy as well for a while at, at, at a, a period of time, mate, where we had a lot of good youngsters. At the time, Paul Huntington was really well thought of. Uh, I remember him coming in under Rhoda um, and, and, and really being nurtured and protected. And we also had Andrew uh, Carroll at the time um, and a whole host of other players, Tim Kroll, who we brought yeah, in. Yeah, his debut. That famous debut in Paul Ermo. Famous debut. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he wasn't afraid. He was not afraid uh, to, you know, to put these uh, lads in. But uh, he was so good at nurturing players. And obviously, legacy, even after he left, selling Andy Carroll for £35 million. Um, we wouldn't have got those sort of deals if it wasn't for the likes of Glenn Roder putting in, like you said before, Tim Krull, uh, Andy Carroll and the likes. And, um, you know, it, it gave us, and especially now with hindsight, you look back at finishing seventh in the league, you look at a European adventure. Yes, the Intertoto Cup and all of that and, and everything else that, that you know, that, that comes with it. But those were fantastic times. And that is what it's about. It's about the memories. It's about the adventures. Um, and it's about representing the city and the football club in the correct way. And certainly both as a player, as academy director and as manager of Newcastle, he certainly did uh, all of that. So it is a, a great, great loss. But he had been battling uh, with the issues, um, you know, obviously around his brain and stuff for, for many, many, many years. But yes, a very, very sad day for all Newcastle uh, United supporters around the world. Yeah, um, 
as a as a younger supporter myself, mate, my my memories of Roda was more of a, more of a manager. He came in after Sunes done what he did at the club. Uh, at the time, it was oh, really yes. toxic, and he came in as a as a former player, obviously highly thought of. And he and he turned around with. I think he won seven or twelve games like to get with back into Europe because we're kind of kind of where we are now in in real time. Kind of kind of adrift. Kind of just not there. Rudderless and Roda came in under against all the odds. Took with the European football it was nothing short of a an amazing achievement. And I think in one of I think it's one of the best half seasons. Uh, <clears throat> an interim coaches came in. And, and done in 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 the Premier League. Uh, I, and, I always remember the uh, the Kevin Ball, you know, the Sunderland four one when yeah. you had um, Kevin Kevin Ball was in charge. Of, um, he was over obviously the Sunderland bench. They went one nil up, and he's dancing around. He's giving it large. He's giving it all that. And Glenn Rhodes' response: You need to calm down. There's half an hour gone. The game is played over ninety minutes. Instantly, just dealing with that absolute buffoon and clown. And then, obviously, famously, we came back in, smashed him 4-1. And after 90 minutes, he's just sat there and he just smug. A smugness and an arrogance. And I always remember, uh, it, it, it's been talked about quite a few times, but he wasn't wanting to go over for any adulation of the fans. The fans are singing uh, for Roder and stuff like that. And he says, look, I'm no... And he's and th- this is the mark of the man. I'm no Bobby Robson, I'm no this, I'm no that. But... That just shows you how humble, but he was proud to represent our club. Um, and it's a certain pride and dignity that's lacking in the current management of the football club. Um, so it goes to prove, like a Steve Bruce local lad, and then you've got Glenn Roder, uh, you know, from, from down south, from down London way. And um, but he, he just got it. He, he just got yeah. it and he got that connection and he was humble. Uh, and he had a pride in the shirt, and he and he put that pride that he had in the shirt, mate, into all of his players uh, that he nurtured through, all of the players who he selected to go out onto the pitch. And he always used to say, look, even in interviews, I'd give anything now, even as manager, to pull that shirt on and go out on that pitch and play for these people. And that's what you want. That is what you want to hear yeah. from, from, from a man in charge of the football club. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's playing days... Um, Again, you won't hear many people have, have a bad word to be said about them. And, you know, New, Newcastle supporters have strong opinions about um, every player. But you, you, you won't find many critiques for, for, for Glenn Roder. But, yeah, fantastic servant to the club in every single position that he occupied in the football club. And it's, it's a sad day and it's a big, big loss. Um, and I've just been reading some of the comments from the likes of Shira, Shea Given, uh, Tim Kroll, the football club and stuff yeah. as well. Um, everybody, but it, it yeah. is it is absolutely terrible. And just my thoughts, obviously, and 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 both of our thoughts go out to the you know the friends and family of Glenn Roder, sixty five. It's no age at all. Gone too soon. Yeah, but for yeah, sure. I, mean, to- I, to- I totally echo what you what what you say. Is I send the condolences to the family and stuff. And it's it's really hit hard with the with the fan base. You can see the fan base and mourn, and it's been been difficult as a, as a Newcastle supporter as it is so this news is it, even at the best of times is horrible news to hear but it, honestly it's just it's just hit, it's hit a lot of with a six um because he literally managed Newcastle mate about 13 14 years ago so recent in football and in, in football in terms do you know what I mean but uh yeah 
rest in peace, uh, Glen Roda, and I hope the next Newcastle game they get a win and they get, get it for you, mate, if anything. But, uh, yeah, he was proud to be a Geordie. Even though he wasn't from yet, he adopted the culture. He adopted the, the way of life and he ad adopted what every, everything it meant to be uh, a Geordie. Even though he wasn't from Geordie land, he definitely had Geordie blood, mate, for sure. So, rest in exactly. peace, rest in peace, uh, Glenn Roder. And, uh, yeah, fly high, mate. But... Um, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot to discuss in this podcast. Uh, obviously, it's not the not the greatest of starts due to sadly Glen Rhoda passing away. But we've got a lot to go through. Got uh, got to go through the one one draw against Wolves. Uh, Steve Bruce's reaction to it. Where the state of uh, everything in the Premier League at the minute with uh, with Newcastle, and of course, uh, Magpie twenty four seven has hit fifty episodes, uh, which is which is crazy. I didn't think we'd have hit fifty. Paul, mental to say. <laughs> But yeah, well, there was many people, mate. There's many people who doubted that they'd be C5, never mind 50. So, yeah, yeah. definitely doing something right. We're doing something right along the way. Um, so there is there's a positive that we've hit 50 podcasts, but obviously I would have liked it to have been a um, obviously a bit more positive topic. I wish Glen Roder was in better, it was in good health, but unfortunately the the worst has came and it's just just devastating me because it's it's very recent. It's only a couple of hours since I heard the news. Yeah, um, it doesn't it takes the wind out of your sails, doesn't it, mate? At the end yeah, of the day, does it? it, 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 it so obviously, yeah, it's just it's just it's just a signal. But we'll cover we'll try and cover the game first as best we can. Um, obviously a one-one draw, very glass half empty type of performance from Newcastle. I think we played well for the first half an hour, very well, but ultimately, mate, we couldn't take our chances and ultimately, Steve Bruce's incompetence soars through again. Uh, with he just the... finds new ways, doesn't he, mate? I and mean, We've talked about the class before of Glenn Roder. Well, he's the opposite end of the spectrum, mate. Um, this bloke finds new ways to disgrace the position of Newcastle United manager um, I'd say on a weekly basis, but it's probably even more greater, you know, the, the, than that. But basically, mate, it's it's a game very much summed up of, of injuries and, um, as I say, stupidity from the touchline. A great start up up to Mickey going off, uh, sorry, up to Mickey getting injured, then Mickey going off, and then further injuries. And you're right again; it feels very deflating as a Newcastle fan because. You feel the loss of those two points greatly because there was most definitely an opportunity for three points. And how crucial could that goal be that we conceded and dropping two points today come the shake-up when we're down in London playing Fulham on the closing day of the season? I just hope this doesn't go back to bite us in the ass, mate. It is. It's, it's, it's a really hard one to take, mate, because... Like I say, we played well. Uh, Wolves are a tough team. We haven't been able to beat them since we got since they got promoted to the Premier League. So it's obviously a tough customer. But um, in the when you're fighting at the bottom of the league, mate, these are the games you need to win. And um, fortunately today, that's that we've waited we've waited this long to do the podcast because of the, the results obviously Burnley played Spurs and uh, Palace played following what was the most flipping boring game I've ever watched um, boring obviously a couple of Newcastle's performances this season but <laughs> um, yeah it, it just fortunately we haven't been punished for the draw um, yesterday but um, still it was an opportunity to pull away mate to get away from this trouble and um the team was very surprising to me. 
Um, the the team sheet, obviously, the big one was Martin Dubravka coming back in for Carl Darlow. And this is something we've been calling for on a couple of the recent podcasts, made Time to get rid of Darlow and bring in uh, Martin Dubravka. However, though, mate, in midweek, there was a... <sighs> The way he was dropped, mate, called Arlo. The way he was dropped, called Arlo didn't know till Thursday that he was dropped, that he wasn't Again, playing. Like, like total, a class, mate. Total, total, un- like a class. total unprofessionalism. Mm. I mean, called Arlo, right, has bailed Steve Bruce out of the shit more than 95% of that dressing room this season. And Steve Bruce's treatment of him, just dropping him like a, a, a snot in a cold corner, just like... You know what I mean? Just kind of, all right, you're, you're done away with you now, and that, and that's it. And it's like, how arrogant up your nose do you have to how, be? How, that how, Newcastle, how Newcastle under Ashley? That is what it is, mate. When it comes to dealing with business in a professional manner, we are absolutely fucking terrible. You look at the, the Jonah situation, Ryan Taylor, handling things in the worst possible way. You look at communication with fans, Lee Charlie handles it in the worst possible way. And it filters down from the top to the bottom of the club and you get to the management uh, and you look at Steve Bruce, you look at the way that he handles injuries, you look at the way that he speaks to the fans and communicates with journalists. You're not surprised. You are not surprised in the absolute least. But there's ways and means. And and I always remember uh, Bobby used to say, a football club without the players on side um, and infused in the right way, it's, it's nothing. It's all about man management. And he used to harp on about that time and time again. Football management is all about man management. And Steve Bruce is terrible at man management. Yeah, make a change in between the sticks. We've been calling for it for weeks, but it's how you do it. You've got to do it in the right way at the right time and treat people with, with, with dignity. And, and, and again... You know, it, it, it was a huge game. I, I, I kept billing it on the view from the banners. Uh, points, not positives. Make or break 90. Call it what you may. Um, this is why I think, personally, Debrafa sh- should have been in weeks ago because he's going to need some games to get fully up to speed and stuff like that. But for the... For goodness me, deal with the players with the respect that they should have earned from everything he's done before for you. Because you're totally right to touch on the, the fact that he's saved, um, you know, Bruce's bacon. Um, we're not changing the name back, don't worry. No, I don't um, worry. <laughs> but he, he, has, he, he saved it on so, so, so many occasions. He deserved better. And it's not just you upsetting one player. It's the knock-on effects. So, uh, Adalo being unhappy could potentially have knock-on effects for Jamal Lassell. So, we're obviously, good well, friends came up. It has, and, and then it's it, it's literally the snowball effect. But am I surprised? No, because if there's a right way and a wrong way to do it, mate, Steve Bruce will always find uh, the wrong way. He's the biggest advertisement for using a condom that I've ever seen, mate. Complete wanker. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is one of many problems that uh, we're going to address with Steve Bruce. But it's 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 apparently up to nine players he's fell out with this season, mate. Um. If if you believe Burnsy on Twitter, I don't know if, whether if whether you do or you don't. Um, in my experience, he's only got one thing wrong. Um, I haven't been on Twitter very long, right, mind, so you can't uh, don't quote us on that. But um, Burnsy's got all of these. Yeah. He's got two. He's got three wrong. 
No, well, in their opinion, <laughs> maybe, but he's only got one for me. But um, he he says it's up to nine. But as individual instances, mate, it could well be up to nine players. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, come on, like you can't argue with nine players, mate. Go on a bad run of form like we have, or the shit that he does in press conferences, and keep his job. Like, yeah. where is Lee Charnley? Calling Lee Charnley, where yeah. is he? Where he's, is he's he? Himself. It can. It's the only logical explanation. He's that fucking useless that he has furloughed himself because not even his own shadow has seen him, mate. But you, you, you're totally and utterly right. He's an absolute uh, galah. Um, Steve Bruce does continue to embarrass himself constantly, and, and I can well believe that there's nine. Obviously, I know I've heard a lot about the Sean Longstaff situation, the Matty Longstaff situation, um, the Matt Ritchie one. And it just seems every week he'll throw somebody else under the bus. There's no accountability. There's no, that was on me. I'm sorry. I didn't communicate. There's there's no excuses for him. You're talking about, I couldn't get messages out and this, that and the other. It's just bullshit. You've got an empty stadium. I I, I can hear what Dubravka's shouting in goal. I can hear everything that's going on. So if, if I can hear that, watching on the TV, then I'm sure that Bruce can get the message out. Um... But it's just, it is a calamity. It's one clusterfuck made of him after the next, after the next. And it's just snowballing. And if he had any dignity at all or honour or pride in the club and respect for the club, he would have walked a long time before now. It's just, it's so disappointing that we have to have the same conversations about this man week yeah. in, week out. The thing is, mate, the context of them though seem to be getting worse because, like, some of the things he mentions in interviews get worse, or he's laughing what position managers, or you know, or, or as we'll go on to later, talking to his uh, assistant managers like that. Do you know what I mean? We'll talk about this later on and what he says about Richie as well. But it, it's it to me, mate, it honestly seems like a man just trying to lose his job, get sacked, so he can get his little payoff, mate, and go and have a happy retirement. That's what it looks like, mate. Is that a yeah. Jordan? Is that, is, that, is that someone who is from the area and loves the football club? He loves nothing about Newcastle United, mate. He's... He loves himself. He loves he... himself, and, and that is it. He's an egomaniac. And, and you're right, it, it's like he's sabotaging it. Um... He, we've talked before about people who were born in the area and people not born in the area, yeah. and some people born far, far, far away from from you know our great club. Get Newcastle. This man does not get what it means to represent this football club, and he, and he is taking us down. He he comes yeah, out again with uh, positives and this that and the other, but the negatives outweigh the positives. And Massively. the positive aren't as important as the points. We're fighting for our lives, mate. And 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 what he's doing, he's making. He needs to piss back off to the circus, but he's making the entire football club into a circus. And like you touched upon before, there's no Lee Charney holding anybody accountable. Where's the accountability at this football club? Where are the standards? Somebody find me a bloody standard. There isn't. There isn't standards, mate. It's just. <sighs> Spreadsheet United, Mike, Ash, Mike Castle, or Steve Castle, if you want to call it that. Cheap but, Castle. Yeah. How cheap do you do Castle, things? Yeah. How do you do things on the cheap? Is it cheap? Is it cheerful? And you've got Mike Ashley who's travelling around the world despite the coronavirus lockdown, like Judith Bastard Chalmers, travelling from Malta to the Middle East 
back over uh, to America, having some time over there, and then touching back off at England and, and this, that, and the other. It, it just beggars belief. We're obviously bottom of his interests on his uh, on his corporate ladder, but I just wish somebody of some seniority at that football club would stand up, find a backbone, and just start to tackle some of these. And maybe having a whisper in Steve Bruce's ear that look, you're not very good with the media. Um, you need to stand over to one side or leave the coaching to the coaches. You've got enough of them, and you oversee stuff. Or can you not take another role at the football club if they don't really want to fire him? Do something proactive. Because at the moment, mate, we're on a, an absolute train ride to the busy pop league, whether we like it or not, because we just keep ma- finding new ways of fucking up every single week. Yeah. And just when you think, that you, that, that, honestly, there's no other way that you can fuck up. Steve Bruce finds that way. He does. It's so it frustrating. Like, it's... it's, it's, it's um... It's it when the ball gets low, you you think you honestly think it can't get any lower, and he manages to lower the ball, mate. Like, it's in it's, the dirt at the moment. It it is it it's it, it it's it's below sea level, mate. It's 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 embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? It's just like we're we've tried to speak about that. We've tried to talk about this for months, so mate. And we've we've said this again and again and again. The fact that he needs to go and it's just like he won't because he's trying to hold the club to ransom he knows Mike Ashley won't sack him because he knows Ashley's a cheapskate so he's he's taking the piss out the situation he's holding the club to ransom because he's like oh I'll pick up my wages this uh, every week I can say all the shit I want I can play as bad as I want they won't sack us huh? you know at any other club at any other club mate he'd have been gone before now any other, and any that other, is a fact yeah any other club in the top five leagues in Europe would have sacked him, mate. Two yeah. wins, two wins in 17. I mean, Robbie Savage is uh, saying on BT the day, oh, Steve Bruce can't win. You're right, mate. You, oh, bang, you're on, right. bang on, uh, Robbie yeah. Savage. You're right. One, he's right. He literally can't win a game of football. Yeah. Two wins in 17 games. We, we are officially, in, in 2021, we have got the least amount of Premier League wins. Yeah. So even your Sheffield United's, even Sheffield United's, they've accumulated more than what we have over this year. And if that isn't a damning indictment, if, if that isn't setting off alarm bells in the corridors of power at St James's Park and up at the training ground, then I don't know what does. Because the thing is, if we were, if if there were a few teams below us, you could think, well, there's that buffer zone. There's other people struggling. Nobody is doing as worse as Newcastle United. No. And I don't I don't care about positives, I don't care about excuses, I don't care about anything. All I care about at the moment is Newcastle preserving their Premier League bacons, bacon, another bacon reference. And, and I mean, I, I'm obviously at the moment exiled down in South Yorkshire. There's a great chance that Barnsley could be coming up and we, we're going to, so they're going to replace us. I'll never live this down in a month for Sundays. Never, ever, yeah. ever live it down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I got stopped in B and M yesterday by a Newcastle fan passing, um, and it's it, it's a small, small world. I, said, I really feel sorry for you, I said, because I, I felt I, I was carrying this burden alone walking around. But uh, no, no, sadly, there's others sharing. There's others sharing the pain at the moment. But it's 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 a sad place that we're in, but. Um, a lot of it, it, it is self-inflicted. Thanks, it is, Steve yeah. Bruce. 
It is by the club. It's been it's been happening for months, mate. I, like I remember towards before Christmas time, I was saying it's not Mike Ashley's fault in the case that you know they're trying to sell the club on and stuff. But with how long arbitration's taken, and that I think he should take a lot of the blame now too. I'll go back on what I've said because I've realised this has went on long enough now. I mean, you look at it, mate. The inquest after Sheffield United, all the things that were said. Oh, uh, it's my way now. The, the, the gloves are off. Um, we're not. We're doing it my way now. We've won two games since, mate. Two games of football since that day. And that's so, that's your response. That is your response. It's it's pathetic, mate. Um, yeah. it, it's abso- absolutely pathetic. You saw yesterday, and uh, you've got a striker in there who's playing in midfield. You're playing a midfielder up top in a withdrawn role. It's a very, very uh, unique system. You've got two strikers sat on the bench who can't get an absolute look in. You've got loads of players who are out of contract. You've got players getting slung under buses left, right and centre. It's Sean's fault that we lost against um, Sheffield United. It's Matt Ritchie's fault that we he couldn't uh, Steve Bruce couldn't communicate in an empty stadium. Um, and you just go on and on and on. It's Darlow's fault for being beaten at the near post. It's uh, Dubravka's fault for not uh, you know not being um, up to match sharpness and having ring rust. Um, you could go on and on and on and on. Uh, the the the. He yeah, doesn't. It, it, he doesn't literally hold his hands up and say, "I am sorry. This is on mm-hmm. me. I'll take responsibility." He never does that. It's always something else. It's always, "Oh, Richie. Oh, uh, Carl. Oh, some the goalkeeper should be doing better. Oh, this. Oh, that." It's it's the never him. Green enough. It's it's never him, mate. It's the same shit he's done for twenty years in management, where he blames everybody but himself. He's that oblivious and that ignorant to the, to the situation for all. 20 of his years in management it it it's no surprise mate that he's never done anything with his career i mean yeah. he'll sit there and say oh, i've been a premier league manager um for for but you've, you've, you've won now the game is about four, winners mate over, over the four, game is about over, winners not losers like this idiot he, he, he'll brag about 400 games but he's got the worst win record he's literally mm-hmm. a walk and talk and participation award mate I don't want yep. that for my club. I don't want to be a walk and talk and participation award where all, all of his mates are saying, oh, well, he's a good lad. He, he talks well. I get, I get on with Brucey. You know, oh, I, I wouldn't want anything bad to happen to Brucey. I don't want anything bad to happen to Brucey. I wish him I wish him good health. I really do. But as a football manager, I mean, he's flipping shit. He's not good enough. He's you, not you've good got, enough. You've got to call it as you see it, mate. Yeah. You've got he's to call it as you see it. not good enough. They need he to wasn't. get rid of him. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. People keep saying, "Well, who else are you going to bring in?" Anyone, yeah, anyone, anyone is going to be anyone is going to be better. Well, take it. Yeah, compared to Bruce, I'll be an improvement. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's 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 people ridiculed you with your your suggestion about Nigel Pearson, but look at look at what he's just done when he's he's just come in as an interim shock to the system. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. We're in a difficult, difficult position, but there was and there is people out there who you could get in and bring in very cheaply on an interim basis and look to change things because, as we've said time and time again on this podcast, the definition of insanity is repeating something over and over again and expecting a different outcome. 
are you surprised that we didn't win? Because I'm I'm not surprised. No, not in the slightest. I, it, I, I expect I'd be more shocked if we won. I'd probably be lost for words. There'd be a very short podcast if we did win. <laughs> but you know, um, it, it just has to end. We're running out of games. If anybody thinks we're going to get something against the the the, the so-called elite clubs and stuff, because Steve Bruce will go back into his shadow as he always does. He'll revert to type. Uh, he'll try and do what he always tries to do. Uh, so those games are absolute uh, give-me's. Um, and injuries are robbing us of our better players. And then other players who might be worth a shot just aren't getting a look in because of fallouts with Steve Bruce, disagreements with Steve Bruce, because they're dead to question him in in, uh, in, in um, an interview or in the dressing room or on the training pitch. You know... At the end of the day, if you see somebody doing something wrong, then surely, working as part of a team, you're gonna you're gonna say that. What's the point of not saying something? I'd want people to challenge me. You know, yeah. you're settling for mediocrity at best if you don't and open yourself up to to, to critiques and stuff. But there's no doubt, mate, that that man is is losing us points. We haven't got the best squad in the world, but I'm telling you now, it's better than than uh, fourth bottom. Yeah, it we're certainly not, is. We're not extracting the, the amount of for sure. I mean, you, you you look at the squad, mate, and the investment that's been made in the front three in particular. Uh, obviously, left back were brought in uh, Jamal Lewis as well. Uh, like good young players to 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 um, nurture and bring up and bring through, you know. But Bruce hasn't done any of that. Know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, just brought, brought you into the lines, then, mate. And we talked before about Roder and nurturing young players the likes of Andy Carroll and Tim Krulls of the world, etc. Uh, there's none of that at Newcastle. Um, you look at the situation. Jamal Lewis, perfect example. Rather than bring in two left-backs over the summer, because obviously we had the issues with Dummett, it's a case of, no, I won't protect the player. I'll just keep chucking them in, chucking them in, chucking them in. There's, there's times, and again, I'll refer back to Bobby, that you there's times you bring players in, there's time you bring them out, there's time you put your arm around them, there's time that they need to learn and reflect. And there's none of that at Newcastle. I thought Paul Dummett could and possibly should have started um, in this game and, and and Lewis should have took a place on the bench. But again, there's, there's, there's no there's no braveness. There's, there's no brave decisions. There's no protecting of the players. It's just, if he plays terribly, I'll throw him to the Wolves. Uh, so to say. He doesn't protect and, and that, that's what he, he protects himself. That's what he does. He'll mm. he'll use the player's mistake as a deflection for his shortcomings. And like twenty years in management, mate, and he's um and he, have, and he doesn't have a managerial identity of where he plays football. Just chucks players on a field and go on the nods. After yeah. twenty years, you haven't picked anything up, Bruce. Like a couple of weeks ago, you were mentioning the accumulation of points. I think oh. I honestly think after two relegations and twenty seasons in English football as a manager, plus about fifteen as a player, he's just realised it's about accumulation of points. So he's picking things up, but at a very slow flipping rate. Do you know what I mean? That's our manager, mate. That's what we're dealing with. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, but we, but we remember we're supposed to be happy about this. We so, we're so relieved that we've got the this. It, it's the coming. It's the second coming of the Messiah. And I'm so fed up of people protecting him. You're Jermaine Janass. Um, you touched on uh, before about Savage and Sutton and the likes. Um, obviously, one of our tweets was picked up in the Chronicle newspaper recently. Um, 
where we, you know, where, where we had sort of not had a go at Chris Sutton, but defended him and asked questions about his club. And, and if Steve Bruce is so great, how come you aren't linking him there? It's just people who've got similar agents, uh, people who are uh, pushing old grudges, old agendas. And Newcastle fans were smart enough and clever. We can see what's going on with our football club. We're in a far more informed uh, place to make decisions about our football club. And um, we've had some of the very, very best when it comes to managers. You look at Bobby, you look at um, the likes of uh, Keegan as well. Um, you know, Rafa Benitez, who won everything all around the world. We don't need to be educated upon what is good football, what is good decision making, what is good nurturing, what is good squad building. Every single thing that you can look at with regards to the manager, Steve Bruce has booked up on recruitment, uh, training, bringing in the right coaches, uh, you know, uh, playing the right players at the right time. I, I mean, I saw ASM uh, go on the pitch yesterday, mate, and my first thing was, how many strappings has he got on? He had his wrist uh, taped up. He had his hamstrings all wrapped up and taped up. And I'm sitting there going, it the looks like he's dropping the bits. It's not the first time with Maximin either. The amount of times he's rushed him back from injury and he's mm. re-injured him and cocked him out for half a season. Do you know what I mean, but, mate? Yeah, it's, but we haven't got the squad, mate, to be able to, to, to cope with this. The, 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 the majority of the first team 11, that our strongest team, is probably good Premier League quality. But then you scratch underneath the surface of it and there is players who are substandard. And, you know, yesterday, um, I thought John Joe Shelby had a fantastic game, actually, for Newcastle. And I've critiqued him, and, and even in the view from Van, I said that there was no risk of him getting his missus pregnant because he, he always pulls out. <laughs> but yesterday, he was everywhere. He was into the tackles. He was backwards. He was forward. He was a little bit more mobile than, than normal. He was trying to dictate things. He was putting in effort. He broke a sweat, all that sort of thing. Um, but the club is just so, so messed up. It's like we take one or two steps forward, but then he... Steve Bruce always makes sure that we take at least double the amount of steps back. So we are just regressing all of the time and, and, and we're more concerned about with what Fulham's doing, what's Brighton doing, what Burnley doing, rather than saying it's all about Newcastle. If we win these games that we're capable of winning, if we can keep these players fit, if we don't chuck ASM in if he's got a niggle with his hamstring, if we look to protect the squad, then we'll be okay. But now you're left with a situation where you've got Callum Wilson out for another couple of weeks. You're going to have ASM and Miggy probably out for the uh, out for the season, by the looks of it. You've got Emil Kraft, who's best part of him, um, dripped onto his mother's bedsheets afterwards. <laughs> it's you know we're absolutely down down to the bare bones, um, and the players that we've got to rely on coming in. And Steve Bruce is, is angered, annoyed, upset, uh, belittled, threw under the bus. And we are in major, major uh, trouble because Fulham look like a club that is together, that is working hard, that is has got an eye on the prize. Meanwhile, we just look like it's a scene off the Titanic and we're just throwing stuff into the sea just to try and float on. Uh, and I just, I, I just hope we've got enough in the tank, mate, but I've got no confidence at all no. in this football club. No, nor do I, mate. And to be honest, the, the plan looks honestly is hope three teams are worse than with this season. And it's like, yeah. is that it? Is that Steve Bruce's mighty plan, is it? And um, stay up, mate. Stay up this season, which 
well, it's not looking very likely at the moment, but if we were to survive the season, what's the plan for next season, mate? The same? Copy and paste? Mate, honestly, if we if if we stay up this season by some minor miracle, um and Steve Bruce stays and Mike Ashley stays, we will not be in the Premier. We we will get embarrassed next season. We'll finish the foot of the table and we'll be cut adrift by Christmas. We'll be gone, mate. We will will yeah. be gone. And they'll suck and Steve, Steve Bruce. Yeah. Steve Bruce is the manager. They'll, they'll, <laughs> suck, they'll suck Steve Bruce November, early December, and it'll be too little too for the late mate it'll be too late too little too late because all the big players that we've had and relied on they'll either be injured or they'll be out the door because of steve bruce arguing with them all um but i, I think they'll be off this summer i i honestly think if you're if you are a miggy if you are an asm um and and the likes then then if you've Why got any you ambition what's what's all because because with no pull of the Newcastle fan base at the minute being in stadiums and the raw, the crowd, the Gallagher end. Without yeah. any of that, mate, there's no pull in Newcastle United. There's if you didn't support and love Newcastle United, other than money and being and playing in the Premier League, why would you come here? Honestly, if you want to be ambitious with your career, you wouldn't come to Newcastle. Yeah. Like honestly, so that, I think that, that, I think I'll miss it. Me. Hmm? But, that's from the players' perspective. Why would you come here? Because there's no project, there's no ambition. To win anything in fact it's quite the opposite we don't pay the best wages uh we're not in london there isn't any project there's no chances of, of us winning a cup um european football is a billion miles away and well unless unless uh, cardiff get promoted there's no chance of us playing out the country anytime shortly um there's no chance of uh, any big name uh, signings even if we were to sell asm and miggies and stuff like that there will be very minimal amounts um, invested into new players and transfers. We'll be looking for free transfers because the money will be digested by the club because the owner doesn't want to support and step up to his uh, responsibilities and his duties as a custodian for the football club. He just, um, well, as I've touched on many times before, he's washed his hands, he's put the keys in an envelope, he's pushed them through the door, and it's just anybody, please, anybody, somebody, just take it. Yeah. Um but the club made is in a mess, and and getting back on onto the game yesterday, um, you, you can say that we were lucky because I mean they had a couple of a couple of occasions where they could have and maybe should have um, should have taken it, but I just I don't think we're learning any lessons. I don't think Charlie's learning lessons with regards to looking at the manager. I don't think some of the players that are playing. I mean I touched upon Jamal Lewis before. If the crosses don't get in then we don't concede the goals. But time and time and time again from the full-backs, um, they just keep gifting stuff. Um, and, and, and it's like open dates. It's, I know we've got two good central defenders who like to head and who like to be physical, but yeah. let's not keep uh, testing it. And we weren't contesting the full-back areas, mate. We weren't trying to stop crosses no, coming in. Not a contest. And, and by the end of it, by the end of it, mate, I thought the Wolves could have potentially edged it, despite the fact that after 35 minutes, I'm sitting there thinking, why I was sitting there thinking, why have we got nobody on the pitch who can score a goal? And I was sitting there thinking, if we had Callum Wilson, I think he would have knocked two or three times. 
Miggy so was I unlucky. Think, I, I think Wilson's movement would have unstuck them a little bit. Um, yeah, I think he would have got a double. Just, at least a double. Just made how shit it is at the minute. I mean, we're 40, 35 to 40 minutes into the podcast, and we're just mentioning the match now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how bad it's, it's been this week. But, but it's so, um, so frustrating, mate, because the, the, the football, Joe Linden, I'll touch on him again, and I thought he had a, dec a decent game. Uh, not a forty million uh, pound sort of game or anything like that, but he no, had a, no. uh, a few shots. But there was a couple of times when he's out wide on the right, and this is obviously a strike, a in midfield out on the right, um, where he's trying to do crosses and all game. It wasn't just him, but the crosses were just overhit and terrible time and time and time and time again. We we got one good cross in, and we scored a goal off it. And it's like, oh yeah. my word, that is what I've been saying all along. Have a little bit of quality and put them balls in. And also, let's get some players in the box to aim at. Too many times, mate, during that game yesterday, there was maybe one player in the box. We're well, not we going to score goals. Not one striker. And we lost what outlet when Miggy got injured. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Game changed then. In terms of the first half, we had a couple of decent chances. Obviously, Miggy had a really good opportunity, mate. And I think this is a oh. worse miss than the Jolent and one, which we'll touch on in a minute. But um, the miss from Miggy, I think he had time to place the shot and stuff. Goes across the goalkeeper, hits, hits the post. It is really unfortunate, but I think Miggy should put that away. Especially given in front of goal, he's actually been really clinical as of late. But um, obviously it gave her a bit of confidence to kick on and keep going. And we played really well the first half an hour, mate. But again, it just isn't isn't enough. Like you says, we need points, not positives. I'm sick of Steve Bruce after games saying, well, we played well for half an hour. Like you mm. says the other week, mate, someone needs to tell Steve Bruce games are 90 minutes long and not and not 30 minutes. Because if you say, oh, we played well for half an hour, that would mean we haven't for 60. So we've spent more of the game playing shit than we have playing good. Yeah. Like, that's really alarming to me. He's using that as a positive to deflect his own shortcomings like he does every flipping week. Do you know it, what it I mean? Does, it's, it's it so... does. And to be fair, there was an opportunity at the end of the first half, and this should have been the wake-up call, mate. That um, Wolves got in uh, again. They were they were bossing us all all the time. They get a cross in. They fired it across goal, and the goal was literally unguarded. It would have been a tap in for a Wolves player. I think here. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember what Trent you on about. Yeah, uh, and that should have been a wake up call. But where where is the leadership? Where is the shit we're getting done from the wing backs again? Can I make a change? Can I do something proactively? There's nothing proactive done at the football club. It's always reactive. We're reacting to an injury. We're reacting to a bad news story. We're reacting to uh, some bullshit from the owner or whatever. It's always reactive. And that's why I, I, I touched on before. On today of all days, with, with the news about Glenn Roder and, and his how he nurtured younger players and how he looked after younger players, Lewis continuously getting done, mate, down the left-hand side. Kraft even worse. Um, I, I've literally, if I had hair, I'd pull it out with, with Emil Kraft. Like I said, the best part of him slipped down his mother's ass cracking into the sheets and into the washer. Um, absolutely fucking useless. You cannot educate fucking poor. Yeah. Uh, you really can't. But it's, where, where is Newcastle being alert to this? Where is the manager seeing the problems that we're seeing? We, we get little warning shots and we never seem to learn or do something about it. 
Now, the Wolves management, we were getting... We were bossing it. We were all over them the first 35 minutes, mate. Yeah. But then he, like, he brings Tiore in to the, to the middle and he starts to boss it and he starts to run at them. He starts to get free kicks. He starts to change the game. There's none of that for Newcastle. And no. it's so frustrating. I had to put Dummett in, mate, on one of the fullbacks just to yeah. try and take some pressure off the defence because Lewis, he's going to be a cracking player, mate, but he needs nurturing. When we signed him, we should have signed another left-back to... Sort of be that older role model, uh, whether it be Jethro, yeah, Jethro Williams, uh, and and to be able to just to pick and choose the games because when the pressure's on and we're having to defend, we're having to sort of do it with just two central defenders, and I know that Isaac Caden drops from the middle back into the defence at times to help mop some shit up, but we're not going to have that going forward because he's going to probably have to cover it right back for the next week or two till Mankiewicz back fit. I think Mancur is um, back for the next game, thank God, mate. West Brom. Well, I, I hope he is. I hope he is. He's not the best. Yeah, Honestly, he's not the best, but uh, he's, be- he's better. He's Danny Alves compared to Emil Croft, yeah. mate. Honestly, he's flipping shit. He's beyond he's shit. The amount of times he gets done. like uh, We've got comments saying, oh, well, uh, Adama Traore is hard to stop. If you position yourself right, he doesn't go past you, mate. He's a one-trick pony. If he wasn't athletic, he'd be flipping Gabriel Overton because you've got no end product. He's flipping shit. On, no, honestly, he's overrated player in the league. You've got, you've got, you had them com- uh, commentators yesterday. Oh, Adama Traore, he can turn it on. He's a great player. He's this, he's that. Zero goals, zero assists. Joel Linton's got more goals and assists in the talking and the kissing up of Adama Traore because he's got big arms and he always vaseline on it they how we man he's not that fucking good paul he's quick he's very quick he's very athletic great in 100 meters but as a footballer mate shit yeah why, why did barcelona get rid of him why did aston villa get rid of him why did middlesbrough get rid of middlesbrough. him oh, come on paul like if he was an exceptional winger he'd be going for more for more than eight million pound do you know what i mean like i'm just calling a spade a spade mate like he, he He's he's a great he's a great runner. It's a bit like a it's a bit like a nice hockey player who's fantastic at state skating, but he's shit at hockey. Like to, to me, I mean? he, he's he's very and I've said this about about some of other players as well. He, he's very athletic, but does he have the football intelligence that's needed? If he had the football intelligence and the physique, then that would be a dangerous combination. But I don't know whether he's got whether he's got it all. Yesterday, uh, Wolves after being absolutely swamped for the first 35 minutes or so, they did tweak him. They did pull him in a little bit more central and we picked up, Isaac Hayden picked up a yellow card straight away um, and he was a little bit more effective running from there. But you're quite right. You look at his assists, look at his goals. It's not absolutely None fantastic. Exists. No doubt no doubt. Steve Bruce was shitting himself because it's a name and Steve Bruce plays the names all the time. But... Um, it's it's just it's it's just alarming. I thought we were decent up until Miggy got that injury, and again, Miggy soldiered on for ten minutes. But has that ten minutes done further damage? Again, why wasn't the manager looking at that? Miggy, you're injured. What's wrong with you? Because you saw that he wasn't the same player after that uh, tackle. No. Um, so again, it's so fr- so frustrating because. We've had a decent spell in the game, and arguably, I think with Callum Wilson in that team, we would have been two 0 up after half an hour, and 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 pretty much cruising. Um, they've not got much 
to be able to play for for the rest of the season. Yeah, so to, to me, we we could have done something there, but the warning shots, that chance that Clark, he just got a little touch to it and he took it away from the Wolves player that was played across. That should have been the wake-up call, going into half-time and saying, look, and look, we're getting a little bit bossed here. Um, maybe I've brung um, a, a dumb it on at, at that time, took the Lewis off, tried to make sure that we're stopping some of these crosses because I'm fed up of every week. That is how we are conceding goals, mate. We're shipping too many goals. And you know, as soon as we've shipped one, you're sitting there thinking, this team isn't capable of scoring more than like the odd one and stuff like that. And um, if you take Callum Wilson out of the team, how many goals was in that team yesterday from the starting one? Miggy's got a few, but take Miggy out of the equation. And it's the odd ones, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Just a little bit of a tear in there. It's because, obviously, Maxi can't stay fit due to obviously being rushed back every time he gets injured. And then it's just a recurring theme. Um, uh, Miggy, he, he picks up a couple of injuries as well. Um, Fraser's been in and out of the team due to injury. So, like Bruce he owes us, mate, him. He yeah, owes us a few performances Bruce, coming up Bruce because it's not worth it. his lack of luck. With injuries, but at the end of the day, mate, if if that's how on, um, like in terms of a plan, in terms of his tactics and his formations, he's so just. I'm, I'm trying to find the word, mate. It's 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 on the tip of my tongue. It's one of them. Um, he's so just undisciplined. That's it. There we go. Undisciplined. He's so undisciplined with everything, and if he's like that with formations. God knows what he's like with training, mate. He's probably just do shuttle runs, mate, and play five a side. Do yep. you know what I mean? That's kind of the kind of the that, that, shit that's he's what doing. Everybody says I'm older, mate. But you <laughs> know, after, after that there, first thirty-five, what what football was there on on show in the second half? Uh, yeah, we had a good cross in. Jamal has had a Lascelles header, uh, and he scores his first goal since he scored against Wolves last time. Uh, and you're really looking onto that, and, and I was sitting there thinking, please, for the love of Christ. Now we've scored. I think I tweeted it out. Don't sit back. Don't sit back because we, yeah. we, with the defensive personnel that we had, I'm sitting there thinking, we, we're not going to do it. We need to get a second goal. Um, and I, I was looking for anything, but then they started dropping like flies. Uh, you're looking at the substitutions that are coming on. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a mess. And um, the equaliser, oh, goodness me. It takes some skill to be able to score that goal, mate. I don't know what you felt about that, but again, it comes from if you're allowing crosses to come in, then you're taking a risk. And um, the whole I mean, play, mate, was embarrassing from a Newcastle yeah. front. All of it. Um, just to just to go back, just to backtrack on what I said before, regarding the train, Richie Delayat, who work, used to work under Bruce, mm. he was literally it's it's literally fat, it's literally kids stuff. What Steve Bruce does in training, so it wouldn't surprise me, mate, if people are getting injured through hit through his training methods because. I, I I know before you say you're comparing to Ruffer again. I, I I know I I know right, but but here is out. How many how often? Did players pick up muscle injuries and, and shit like that when Rafa was here? There was very little, right? He, he tackled he, it, didn't he? It was something that he was really passionate about. Yeah, he brought in free fitness coaches. He had top-of-the-range uh, doctors and stuff to look after the Pretty players. Equipment and, came in. And, he ha- and he has 
He has top-of-the-range training methods from Real Madrid, Liverpool, Napoli, you know, all these top clubs, you know, and, and, and they rarely got injured, mate. They rarely got injured. As bad as the training facilities and that have been, they rarely got injured. Yet Steve Bruce comes in and we've got a player injured every week and he bemoans lack of, lack of, um, lack of luck. It's not lack of luck, mate. It's lack of preparation. It's lack of preparation to look after these players, oh, uh, to, look after, to look after um, anything. He doesn't look after his tactics. He doesn't look after his staff. He doesn't look after anything, mate. We're just dragging no. along, hoping for the best. That's Steve Bruce in a nutshell. Hope for the best and yeah, hope. Sitting there, rubbing your face. Hope don't get injured. I'm That's mm. literally Steve Bruce, but... I did want to cool. talk more. I did want to talk more about our goal mate, because I thought it was decent. I thought um, mm. the the ball goes into the box from a free kick and obviously gets headed out. But um, Ryan Fraser, I thought was a breath of fresh air yesterday, mate, because it's it's actually it really pisses us off because I think from a dead ball he can cross the ball better than anybody else in our team, and I fully believe he should be on free kicks and corners, not John Joe Shelby who can't beat the first man. But anyway, he picks up the ball and it's just such a it's a it's a beautiful cross. It's on it's on a sixpence for, for the beautiful. a beautiful bullet header. Um, Shearer would have been proud of that header. Beautiful, beautiful header. And um, I was really impressed with the cells yesterday, Paul, because on previous podcasts and stuff, I've had I've had me say about him. I haven't been happy with the way he's been. He's just had that lack of oomph about me. Didn't he? Hasn't been shouting much. He's just kind of been running through the motions. But yesterday, mate, he looked like a flipping captain again. You shouting at all orders, barking orders. I don't know if it's a little bit of confidence because the Bravka's shouting behind him again, or or what? Hey, or Clark next to him? I don't know. But Lascelles looked comfortable yesterday. He didn't put much of a foot wrong defensively. Um, in fact, he didn't put any foot wrong defensively. He looked confident on the ball. He was playing it out, and his header was brilliant. Uh, so more think we need more yeah. of that from Lascelles because if we're going to stay up, we need we're captain firing on all cylinders. And it's good to see Lascelles actually stand up. The real Lascelles has stood up. So you found your stand up, mate. You found the ball. Keep it there, as far as I'm concerned. But we're yeah, like, fantastic ball. The response to a goal, mate. Two minutes, we'll run after them and Preston, and then we'll get a little bit deeper, and a little bit deeper, and a little bit deeper, and a little bit deeper. Now, everything is wrong with their goal. The build-up of play, afterwards, the questions that were asked about this bit of play, everything, mate, they just passed through with. Uh, the midfield wasn't there. John Joe Shelby, although he had an, a, a really good second half, and I fully agree with what you said, mate. He played well yesterday in one of his five or six, but he didn't track the right back running forward. Uh, Jamal Lewis, I really like the lad. I think he's got an enormous potential about him. But Johnny, or Jota, uh, no, Jota plays for Liverpool, man. I think it was Johnny who ran past him, gets the ball into the box. That's sinful in itself. He didn't stand him up. Uh, like you says, the wing is becoming a serious problem because the wing, the the fullbacks are exposed and the piss slow, so they're just drifting past. Ball goes into the box. Header from Ruben Neves. Good height for Dubravka, mate. And I think honestly, Dubravka should be saving it, but it goes one-one. I, I think, yeah, I think if Dubravka, mate, had had some game time recently, and if he'd had no ring rust, I think he does save that. He gets a hand to it, but he just doesn't doesn't keep it out. I think it's fantastic skill to generate the power from sort of behind almost. Um, it, it was it, it was a, a good goal in, in that sense of it. But time and time again, week in, week out, I'm just saying we're conceding stupid stuff because we're not doing the basics of protecting our box. We allow crosses to come in far too easy. 
too easy. Um, yeah. I, I thought Joe Willick didn't um, pick his man up and stuff as well. That left uh, Hayden, who just sort of switched to a new position, a little bit at sixes and sevens, um, and li- literally didn't know which way to go. Um, but the skill in itself of getting it, you know, done, and then as soon as obviously that goal goes in and you're disappointed by it, you're sitting there thinking there's only going to be one winner, and it isn't anybody in black and white. And you're sort of no, thinking not, a point, a sense. point is probably as, as good as we're going to get. Um, but just so so. Bad. We just drop back, drop back, drop back. But why have we got this thing where we're just okay? And and and, and I'll use an example. Deep into stoppage time, and I'm and I'm watching us, and the ball's dropping loose uh, just outside of the box to the corners of the, the the two boxes, and there's no Newcastle players around them making like difficult stopping the crosses from coming in. Because it's as simple as it, I don't care how much skill was involved in that header, and it was a fantastic skill that, that that the lad that to generate that power. But you stop the crosses coming in. Yeah, it's so know. important that we keep keep a, a clean sheet in that situation, and, and that clean sheet gets us another two points, takes us and three points uh, addition rather than just just one point. And. Oh, I was I was literally just just spitting feathers, like I said before. I could go around drop kick, kicking a few grannies, uh, and I'm just like, oh, for the love of, just fucking Christ! It's so frustrating, and you like, we touched on it before. We are the we have the least amount of Premier League wins in in 2021, and the most losses. Uh, yeah, and it's 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 embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but yeah, you, you literally at this point when that goal goes in, my first thought is I'm shitting it for any points at all, and, and yeah. for the rest of the game, mate, and for the rest of the game, it was just wolves. Were wolves going to score another goal and 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 take it? And we didn't show enough. We didn't show enough, mate. We didn't uh, didn't step uh, step back up. It was a mess. Players like Matt Ritchie look like they're pissed off and they're playing pissed off. Um. Not I wonder really. why that is, mate. Wouldn't have anything to do with the treatment in January, would it? Where, he tried to, where Bruce tried to force him out the door to Bournemouth, you know, to get Josh King up here. Um, it just it just shows the class of the man. Uh, that is Steve Bruce, just utter fucking arsehole, mate. Um, all this, all this, this fake myth, if you will, that he's a nice bloke. Not no. a chance. Nothing not for me. Like. I'm not buying it. Not I'm not buying it at all. Um, no. But you, you you look at that goal from back to front, mate. The whole move was terrible and it was rounded off by a poor mistake from Dubravka. With minutes under his belt, I, I, I agree that he would have saved it. But at the end of the day, mate, I, I just I just think the, the movement, the lack of movement from Lewis, the lack of movement in midfield, it was coming, mate. And the amount of goals that yeah. do, uh, like, the amount of goals that we do concede from the wings is actually alarming and it still hasn't been dealt with. Like... I know we're playing. I know we're playing narrow formation, but surely your midfielders push out a little bit and cover, or you or the two strikers push back and cover, you know. But they don't, and it's through severe lack of structure, mate. I think Graham Jones has came in, give her shape, but that's all he's managed to do because he can't do he can't physically do anything else as a coach. Yeah, um, there's a ceiling. There's a ceiling of seniority. You can only go so far up. Then Steve yeah. Bruce is, is, is the manager, and and his word has to go. And and I think I think, and I'll say that again, I think because I'm not a lip reader or any sort of expert like that. Um, 
obviously the experts only work for KFC, as as as, as we know from our friends on Twitter. But um, they're sitting there, and Graham Jones and Steve Bruce are having a bit of a verbal on the side. There's some fuck offs getting mentioned, and this, that, and the other, and a little bit of a little bit of a blue for all the dads out there. Um, and you're like, you're sitting there watching it, and you're sitting there thinking. Am I watching a movie or am I watching supposedly elite-level football, elite-level coaches who are literally swearing at each other and stuff like this and having difficulties shouting to players in empty stadiums? Imagine, mate, 52,000 in there. You wouldn't have been able to get the message on then because people would have been, again, spitting feathers. I, it, mate. I mean, there's, there's, two, there's two really alarming things, and I don't know, I don't know which quite which order to go in because we've mentioned the Steve Bruce swearing at uh, Graham Jones stuff now, so I might as well mention that first, and then go back to the uh, what he said about the Richie thing, throwing him under the flipping bus because he said that in his post match notes. But um, yeah, it, 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 like swearing at his coach, and you're trying to tell us, you're trying to say, right, fan base. This was my choice. No, stop bullshitting with Steve Bruce. He was brought in because you were seen as not good enough and you needed a helping hand because you and the other four or five or six or seven or 700 Steves aren't good enough for this football club. So they need to bring the Graham. I don't think they looked at the CV. I think they've just went, it's not a Steve Graham hired. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's turned out that he's been a help. His coach is a shite, mate. His coach is. And I've yeah. heard this of umpteen different people who all say the same. His coaching is shit. His coaches are shit. It's ABC basics. It's boring. It, it, it's not of the, the level to get the players in the right mood. There's no organisation. The communication isn't good. There's players, mate, who are out of contract in a few weeks' time and they've had no word of the football club. How do you think that they are going to fit? At the end of the day, they've got families, they've got wives, they've got uh, commitments, this, that and the other. Now, yeah, it's in a different stratosphere to me and you and everybody else probably listening to this, the money that they're on. But they've still got the same concerns that what? they don't know what's going to be happening shortly. And how are you going to get the best? I think yeah, I think people would respect the club a lot more if they dealt with stuff in a dignified and professional way rather than just doing the old Ayose Perez fingers in the ears well, the uh, sort of routine. It's that that's the problem. It's reaction. It's never pro reaction. It's never yeah. oh well maybe the, he's got twelve months left. Maybe we should learn what we did to Rafa or Gutierrez or any of the players pray and, and give him a new contract, you know. So even mm. at the even at a business mind would tell you, Oh, we can sell him on then if we give him a new deal. But no, mate, they don't even think of that. It's just utter incompetence from the top down. So embarrassing, man, Paul. And then you've got, and then back to the back to the Steve Bruce stuff. There's no way he is. He is like Graham Jones is his choice. Not a chance. No way, Paul. No, no way. You wouldn't swear at your coach like that. I mean, not like that. Like you know, he's trying to give you advice, and he's like just dismissing him like that. And you could yeah. like the way he was the, the way the body language tells me a lot of things, mate. And his body language during that whole thing was that of. But that arrogance, it's like I know better than you. You know your you need to know your place. As far as I'm concerned, mate, we wouldn't have won a game at all in the last 18 or 19 games if it were not for uh, for Graham Jones. Do you know what I mean? So give the bloke a little bit of respect, Steve Bruce. And when you hear Colin Wilson, he, he doesn't he doesn't know how to show show respect at the end of the day. And as I've touched on before, this is supposed to be elite level sport performance and coaching. 
It's an absolute joke. It's like a Roy Chubby Brown concert. Um, it's farcical. He couldn't get a message over. You know, it, yeah, there's noise coming from the empty stands, but it's not that bad that you can't get a message over. Uh, when you can hear Martin Dubravka clearly on the audio for um, you know for Sky and stuff, then I'm sorry, but you can get a message over just to get the basics covered and so people know who they are picking up and where they are playing. He threw Matt Ritchie under the bus, mate, but I saw Matt Ritchie jog onto the pitch and straight away go to Isaac Hayden and tell them where he needed needed to go to. So, again, it makes me question, is it just Steve Bruce from somebody, anybody? He doesn't care who it is under the bus as long as it isn't him. It doesn't matter. Matt Ritchie, Sean Longstaff, doesn't matter who it is, mate, as long as it isn't him. He's a greedy, selfish, absolute bastard who, if he had any dignity and pride in our football club, would go clear his desk off and find where Lee Charney's hiding and say, there's my letter. I'm not going to take a penny out of the football club. Get the right man in. Give him as many games as possible. There's a talented bunch of uh, players here. But he's, he's lost them, mate. He's lost the consensus. He's lost the dressing mate, room. Mate, I don't think he found them. Ever. No, I well, think I, I, I think you're perfectly, you know, perfectly you know right. I mean, like, but it, it's just getting worse, mate. And, and, and we're the ones suffering. We are going to be relegated. Yeah, we're yeah. the ones in the middle, mate. Yeah. Uh, through this greedy bastard of a manager playing the situation because he knows Mike Ashley don't want to pay out because of the takeover. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's just taking advantage of the situation, knowing he won't be sacked. Anywhere else, mate, he would have been sacked. Two wins in 17, man. Unforgivable. He got sacked for three and 15 at Villa, man. Three and 15 in a lower division. Do you like mate? It's it's so embarrassing, and then yeah. you've got and then you've got this Richie situation. You know what I mean? Uh, not communicating to the players, like you say, Richie went straight over and communicated it in any way. And the yeah, cells. I, I thought as soon as he come on. So when he was talking after the match, I'm like, "What the fuck are you on about? What are you doing, shoving Matt Richie under the fucking bus?" He came on and passed the message on. Now, if the message was useless, which it probably would have been if it came out the mouth of Steve Bruce then that is not Matt Ritchie's fault. I mean, I, no. I personally think they were playing Matt Ritchie in the wrong place. I, I would I would have set things up much, much differently. I, I would have had him further back. I would have pushed... You could have pushed Jacob Murphy more, a little bit further forward. He's a tricky player. He scored against Wolves in, in the other game. I mean, that, that was bad enough. He talked about that other game that when we played them at Molyneux, like we'd cleaned them and we nearly wiped them off the park. We were lucky as yep, shit. Certainly. Yeah, and he's, and he's talking about the game. Oh, I'm going to bring Murphy on. He was fantastic. Oh, we were brilliant last time. No, we were not. Honestly, mate, I, I don't know what colour uh, contact lenses or spectacles that he wears, but he needs to get back to the opposition and get his eyes. I don't think he wears any. Blind. blind is a bastard, Bart. He is blind yeah. to the obvious, but uh, again, mate, his, his, his circus, his circus act um, is getting tiresome. He's just like, uh, he's like a, a clown who's got one trick. And it's time and time and time again. It's not funny. I'm not laughing. It's time for that clown to piss off back to the circus. Go and find your red and white friends and go and join them lot down there because he is ruining our football club. Lee Charney, you need to grow a set and dismiss this man immediately. Whether you give it to Graham Jones, I would personally send the rest of the Steves packing as well, makes the fucking useless. Um, oh, what the comment uh, this team? What, yeah, and, and also, we, we've actually lost a coach this week as well. You have noticed with Steve Harper, he's actually gone to take over the academy side now, uh, overseeing that, because uh, we've actually suspended a member of our staff 
over an issue to do with his son and the treatment and his wife making a complaint. The club's in a mess everywhere you look, whether it's the under-18s, under-23s, the first team, the, the, the sale of the football club, um, issues with the Premier League, our performances, results, injuries. Every aspect of this football club is as messed up and as clusterfucked as you can get. Steve Bruce needs to go. And like I say, he's the best advert for using a condom that I've ever, ever, ever seen. There should be billboards around, around Newcastle with that. <laughs> in. Be careful because you never know who could be responsible for the next Steve bastard fucking Bruce. He's useless. He I is. just wanted to leave. Yeah. At the end of the day, just That's go. You've, you've earned your coin. You're up to a stage now in your career. You shouldn't need that extra, that extra money, that extra stress or whatever you want to say. You'll blame it on us fans and this, that and the other, but it's not the fans, mate, who are making the wrong calls on, on the their stand. It's not the fans throwing the players under the under the uh, the buses during the uh, you know the, the, like the media and stuff like that. It, it's not us failing to pad the squad out uh, correctly. We're not uh, you know shirking our responsibilities. We are challenging the management of the club. We want the best for the club, and I don't think that Steve Bruce wants wants the best. For us, I don't think you'll lose any sleep if we go down, mate. Even he if he does get fired, then he doesn't really care. And if he and, and at the end of the day, if he doesn't get fired and we go down and we're playing Rotherham away and the, and the likes, and we start winning a few games against the likes of your Rotherhams and um, you know, I don't know, Wickham's or whoever, Coventry's of the world and Blackburns, he'll be like, he'll be cocker than off again. He's such an arrogant, selfish man. Um and it's just a shame. There's been few worse than him in, in, in the dugout. And I don't care what journalists or his mates in the media say. He is absolutely useless. And he is going, he, he is going to cost us our Premier League um, future. There's, there's no doubt about that. And then there's all the complications that then follows with the takeover and stuff like that. But make no doubt about it, mate. We were lucky to escape with a point. And in stoppage time, they had us on the ropes. They if did. that went on for a few more minutes, mate, they would, they would have scored again. There's I no mean, Joe Linton had that chance, um, which I think was a great bit of defending from Sice, Um, to be honest. I've got to hand it to him. <laughs> well, you thought it was a handball. Um, I was screaming at it, mate. I think if that was a handball, I think Clark would have got done for a handball as well earlier in the game. So I think it's just, I think it's evened out. Mm. But um, it, it was unlucky. It was it was unlucky because he had the key. He, he did. He beat the key back, but didn't he? He couldn't beat. He couldn't beat the, the man. And and it's a frustrating thing. Although we played shit, opportunity knocks. You you've got to be we able to, to We could have been two or three up at half time. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. um it was it, it's a really difficult one to take but as the game went on wolves got better and better and better um and that last couple of minutes hanging on for the draw we actually went five at the back then that's what the miscommunication was because bruce tried to go five at the back and um obviously it there's been in, there's been somewhere went a miss and um obviously the build-up of the second goal so open and stuff because of lack of communication but that's another thing as well mate yeah an empty stadium you're in an empty stadium it's not as if it's a roaring fifty-two thousand, and you need to get someone to pass a message on you're in an empty ground that can hear you if you talk so you can just exactly. sit right there and organize do you if know you what can I mean? hear, it's not hard to you do you're a manager 20 years <laughs> if it's you can hear matt ritchie uh in an away game saying we dick 
clearly, then you can hear everything that goes on. It, 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 you know what I mean? In a stadium, there's journalists that come out and said you can hear every single word that's getting said from the bench um, when they're celebrating, when they're not happy, this, that, and the other. Um, it, it's just Steve Bruce looking for skateboards. We were lucky to get a point made, but it felt like it. Oh, I felt gutted after the game because I knew that we were capable. We were capable of getting that win. And I know we're so close to getting probably the four wins that we need, but yet we're so far off as well at the same time. We yeah, are playing a dangerous game. And, and I know Mike Ashley likes his casinos and take risks and stuff like that. But does he want another season in the Fizzy Pop Leagues? Because there's no guarantees, mate. That, that, is, well, that is for sure. Well, that's one thing I wanted to address, mate, because like the... This takeover situation, right, has been going on longer than a year now. And to be honest, mate, I'm tired of it. And I think a lot of fans are tired of it as well. If it, unless they're absolutely 100% sure arbitration leads to a takeover with uh, Amanda Stavely, the Rubens brothers, and, and PIF, unless they're absolutely 100% sure that's, that's definitely the case after this arbitration case. Don't bother. Pull out. Leave. Go away. Because, mate, honestly, we need to know what, what where we're at. Because if they don't take over by next season, we're finished, mate. Whether we're in the Championship or we're in the Premier League, it doesn't matter. We're gone. We're done. Yeah. Because I, I think I, I think I agree uh, with, with what you're saying, and and I think uh, the fact that the most important thing at the football club is is the fans. Without the fans. A football club is, is, is nothing at all. Uh, and the fact it's gone on for a year now and we've had such little um, communication and the little bits that we've had, we've had smoke signals, we've had people looking at pictures of bread and making assumptions. <laughs> we've been force-fed so much different type of stuff that it's pushed it beyond any empty degree. We've got people constantly watching uh, for Ashley's train, tracking that. A train, uh, aeroplane. <laughs> they might have a train. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he, he's, his helicopter, his movements, his boats, and all sorts of different things like that. It's just how long can it go on? How much torture and pain can one fan base take? We've yeah, had we one fourteen, we need 14 an years of this. But we need an answer. We need some sort of clarification. The Premier League have got a duty of, of, of care about Newcastle and this that, and the other, and they are implicit in this as well. Uh, the football club should be looking after its supporters again. Where's the communication from uh, Charlie's and co? I think some update has to come from the club about we are working with a view to it's got, it's uh, concluding got, a deal over the next uh, 30 days. They've got uh, the update we made because yeah. the way I see it, man, we're dying as a football club. We've got no positives right now, none. We could get no. relegated if 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 the takeover's dead, man. And we haven't even got a, a pot to pit in. If the if the if the takeover dies, the club dies with it. As far as I'm concerned, because the club is dying, mate. Under Steve Bruce, Lee Charney, Mike Ashley, we're dying, mate. If we don't get relegated this season, you can honestly, I'll bet me house we'll get relegated next season if Steve yeah. Bruce is still in charge. And, and then, then you've got you've got people who, who care about the club and who are passionate about the club and knowledgeable about the club, mate, who are like ostracised by the club. And who are banned from coming in St James's Park, and who, who who can't have a positive influence on the club 
We've got people who could be ambassadors for the club, directors of football uh, for the club. We've got people who can, who you know, would be able to come in and, and work with some of the players, even on on, a, on an ad hoc basis, like Shearer. Are you not telling me that you couldn't learn something as a player of Alan Shearer if he was to come in? But he can't because the club, it, it's not about the football and stuff like that. It's about Mike Ashley and and, and using it as a as a funnel to advertise for him and make money for him. Uh, and to whore out, uh, you know, Sports Direct and, and to get his uh, edict and stuff. And I had to laugh at Richard Keyes and just touching on uh, absolute wankers. Uh, he coming out going, well, it's Mike Ashley's club and he will run it how he wants. It's his. It's his. It's not his, you hairy-handed bastard. He is a custodian of the club and that is it. That football club belongs to every single fan who watches, who cares, who cries who feels depressed, who feels elated at times, who goes through all the different range of emotions. And that goes to show you what sort of shit that, that we're fighting against. And I hate to bring up that hairy-handed bastard, but it popped up again in my Twitter feed. Oh, he, he was at it again. Uh, what yeah. do the Newcastle fans want? You to piss yeah. off will be a start, uh, Richard Keyes. But, but, but we get it so many times, mate. It's not just him, it's Simon I'm Jordan. Them, Paul. Having a go, having a pop constantly. At the Newcastle uh, families, what do we want? Better than better than the club hoping for fourth bottom continuously well, for fourteen years. Fight, That's what Richard Keys thrives off winding up Newcastle fans. He has for years. Ah, I hate him, mate, with absolute mm-hmm. passion. Passion. So, so what? What do Coventry want? What do Coventry want? Do, do, do they want to be a nomadic football club who haven't got their own football stadium? Do they want to uh, to remain down down the lower leagues? What 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 do Coventry fans actually want? He calls himself a Coventry fan. So what? What? What do you want? He's a. You know, it's only the same thing. Every football fan wants the same. They want their football club to represent the, the the town or city that they come from. They want it to try and improve itself. You want to dream. It's supposed to be an escapism. When you watch Newcastle at the moment, it, it's like going to the doctors and dropping your and dropping your trousers. Check your prostate out. It's it's not an enjoyable experience. No. Do you know what I mean? It, it's 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 bad. It's 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 terrible. That the fun, the enjoyment, the lifeblood is getting drained out of the football club. And all we want is a little bit of hope, a little bit of enjoyment, a bit of entertainment, an idea of a plan, and people representing our club who we can connect with, who we can respect, because they are given their all for the very pr- privileged position that they are that they're all in. But yeah, it's just another um, another game, another opportunity for points uh, comes and goes. We are running out of them, and I think we're both concerned about the future this season. Not we even looking to next season. With this season, this I'm season, not sure we're going to stay up, mate. It is. I'm I'm shitting myself about the next game, West Brom. Mm. Uh, news just came through on Twitter as well. Mate. Uh, Miggy's apparently all right, so that's a that's a relief because obviously we've got a. Whew, you've got a couple of injuries and stuff, and Maxi could be injured for a couple of weeks, but apparently Miggy's fine. So we'll go into the West Brom game, which is a huge, huge game um, in next weekend. And I, I, I feel Miggy. like a wreck here, mate. You, you, you're giving me this this news, and, and it's like, I literally, it's like when you get in, in, into you know the whole thing, and obviously we mag by 24-7. It's a 24-7 sort of thing. We're constantly in it. And when you care so passionately about something, to get a piece of news like that, and it's a tiny little bit of hope, and I mean a little creak 
of hope, of light shining through. Because you look at his enthusiasm and his work rate, and it's no doubt that when he goes off the pitch, Newcastle's performance may drops by 50, 60%. Especially, especially off the ball, because you look at it, mate, yeah. right? Uh, he is that press on his own. He's that press. I um, always fit the West Brom. And anything, anything we had left when Maxi and Miggy went off, mm. sadly. Obviously, we scored that goal through where Fraser's creativity, and he can pop up every now and then. But obviously, our heavy hitters are Miggy and, of course, Maxi as well. So It's a yeah. big opportunity as well for Shelby, mate, because we've, we've been critical of Shelby, but we've given him credit Very. today. We thought that he did much, much better. But what we need to see from John Joe is not a 1-in-5 performance or a 1-in-15 performance. We need to see that every two to three performances. Even so if it's least a bit of grit. Yeah, just two thirds of every short, game. Like a, couple of, a couple of decent tackles in that and, 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 you know, really putting himself about and trying to make it work, trying to make things happen. That's a John Joe I want to see, not one that's just going to stroll about the field and, and talk about pointless running and, and all this shit. Go out there and prove your fit and worth, mm -hmm. mate. If you're this you English on, on that, go and prove it. If you're if you're you want to prove all these people wrong about um your inconsistencies or or how lazy you are, if you want to prove these people wrong, go and do it, mate. Instead of instead of like kissing up with Steve Bruce and that and rubbing fans the wrong way. Best, ma gonna... best manager he's ever had. Yeah, you want yeah, to... yeah. He wants all those to... comments. It's not helpful, mate. It all yeah, it's it, doing is adding it's... to the circus. Yeah, it's, it's not the circus. It's not helping him at all, mate. But nah. um. In terms of in terms of the match, obviously we're still three points uh, adrift from the uh, relegation zone because of obviously Fulham picking up only a point at Palace today, um, and obviously Burnley got beat four 0 as well, so that's good for goal difference. They're still in it. I mean, the, they keep saying it's going down to Fulham versus Newcastle final day, but Sky would love that. There's four. There's four teams, mate, in that battle. Four: um, Fulham, Newcastle, Brighton, Burnley. They're the main four, mate. They're the yeah. four that are in it, um, and we need to, we we play Burnley and we play Brighton very soon. So we need to pick up points against them, and we need to pick up points against West Brom as well. Because if they beat Everton, mate, it's six points from West Brom. So if they beat Everton, we're a huge game all of a sudden to them, and it could be three yeah. points. So West Brom could be in the mix. So you know, mate, this this next game is flipping massive. It's huge, okay. and if they let me down, we've got mate, to take the points. Yeah, we've got to keep them down there, mate. We've got to. Get the points for ourselves and push them further towards the trapdoor. We've got to start being ruthless, and it's great news that we'll Miggy could be goals, available. We'll start scoring goals as well, because we're yeah. goal difference is atrocious. No, we've got it the is. worst goal difference of the four, and that could cost us. We need a we need a game or two where we're flipping, put a team to the sword. And I know it's beggars can't be choosers. I'd rather we'll just pick up wins and still five points. But if it comes to goal difference, mate, we've bet we've bitten the bullet before and went down on goal difference. It can happen again, you know. It can. So, and and I know uh, I know Sam Allardyce would love would love to pull us back down into the relegation battle uh, yeah, because exactly. let, let's face it, mate. Um, he's got a chip on chip on his shoulder, but uh, yeah, another another huge game. Even more so now, the pressure just cranks up, and I just hope that these lads are, are able to handle the pressure. And uh, regardless of the man at the side, get the points that this football club needs. Yeah. Um, I just hope we can pull 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 some out of the bag, mate, because yeah, we need a win. We, we need a win away at West Brom. We need a, a an Everton like inspired performance uh, from yeah. them. 
like something where you can say right send a message to everybody else you know but um in terms of the match and stuff i'm really concerned even though it was a a point a point better than nothing which is something you can take out of it but at the end of the day we should have picked up three yesterday a very disappointing draw considering with results going our way as well that was a real chance to to get to to go what would have been five points clear and i think above two teams as well which would have been massive mate at this point in the season yeah it's just psychological mate apart from anything else but we just got the pressure off him as well bruce yeah so it, it would have but it, it's it's like it's like he, he he likes it he likes playing the pantomime villain or something but he just doesn't try and make things better for himself with stupid decisions with stupid outbursts with stupid comments on tv with pathetic coaching with terrible team management uh, he's not looking after these players. I, I, I touched on it before when Mickey, uh, not Mickey, when uh, ASM came out, and he sat. He looked like a mummy. He had that much strappings on him and stuff like that. Wrap here, wrap there. Clearly, he has been struggling, and it's 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 great that you want to fight for the cause and stuff like that. But we can't afford to be missing these players for, for very long. We can't afford to take the risks, mate. But yeah, no doubt, huge another make or break ninety against West Brom, and uh, we've got to make. Here, while the sun is shining, at some point, because it's going to get to that terrible run, and then we're going to really, really struggle, mate. Really, really struggle. To be honest, I I would just love to be able to talk about something positive about the football club, but I can't pick any little bit of the club where I think, um, you know, that that they've done particularly well. Um, Perhaps one of the things we're going to get onto uh, shortly, maybe a slight. Positive. I thought that they were, were, were classy with the tribute that they did. Uh, but apart from that, everything else at the football club made is so so negative, and it would just be nice to be able to talk positively and 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 to be able to highlight some of the strengths of the team and stuff at the moment. But it, it, it's just everywhere you look, he's like the Skittles man. But he, when he touches stuff, it turns to shit rather than a than a, a you know a fruity sweet. So yeah. it's, it, it's it's bad, mate. But. We move on because that's all that's all that we can do because the club will not make the change and we both yeah. know it. In terms of in terms of the match and that we're kind of we're kind of done. But there's still a there's still a couple more things I want to bring up, mate. Um obviously in the Newcastle community it's very it's very close knit. Do you know what I mean? It we're very it's very much a big one big dysfunctional family on NUFC Twitter in particular. And the news came through the other day, uh Davy McNeil. Um, I think I think that's got his name right. Um, and D- Davy O'Neill, my apologies. Davy O'Neill was one of the major integral parts at NUFC three hundred and sixty. Um, if you don't know who they are, I mean, you, I think you, I think most listening most people do. will. But if you don't, the obviously the biggest um, Newcastle fan platform on Twitter by some distance, and um, Davy was a massive part of that. And um, for for to hear the news that he, that he's passed away like that is just it's so heartbreaking, man. To be some to be a part of something like NUFC three hundred and sixty, um, he had a he had a bairn on the way as well, and uh, a, a, a pregnant partner who who, you know, be left heartbroken by this, and he's it's 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 just been a really sad week, Paul. I mean, we started the podcast about Glenn Roder, and now. Now with Davy as well, you know it's just, it's just flipping, it's bloody terrible, mate. You know, it, he... it is, it is. I mean, so so young, and it and it goes to prove the point that you should just take 
advantage of every opportunity and every day that's presented, uh, you know, to you. But in the worst of times, um, you know, the Newcastle fans, we get a lot of stick made as a collective a bunch of supporters. But, you know, the fans have, have rallied round and, um, you know, donated sums of money to try and, and, and it it's not going to help at all, obviously, but as a as a show of the solidarity, as a show of respect, um, just to try and do something, you know, for 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 the for the you know the lad's family and especially his pregnant, uh, you know, girlfriend as as a gesture to show that you know um, we do try and come together and look after you know one another. And you know, NUFC three sixty, a very, very respected name on on the you know the Twitter scene. And you're right, it is a big family. Sometimes dysfunctional at times. Um, sometimes people overstep the mark. But this is what happens in families and communities and stuff like that. But when the chips are down, mate, and in bad times, Geordie's come together yeah, and we try and look after. You know, we try and look after one another. But yeah, again, condolences. Uh, you know, to, yeah, to the lad's family and his friends and. Obviously, is 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 part. It must be a very very difficult time, but yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Right, um, the club yeah. did do a nice tribute up on, yeah. on the big, um, you know, on the big screens, and that was what I was touching on before. Um, and that that was nice to see that the club interacted with them as well on on, on Twitter, and um, it's what it should be about community and looking after what uh, you know one another, especially at the difficult times mate but yeah, yeah. Boss to his, to his, to his fly high Davey uh, you'll never be forgotten and you've if anything you've left behind um, you've left behind a fantastic uh, page and a fantastic um, brand that is NUFC 360 uh, so yeah, fly, high, uh, fly high it's a uh, it, the top and bottom of the podcast has been sad and negative it's been a bit of a roller coaster I mean it really has Um but the one final thing I want to mention is uh, we've hit 50 podcasts um, in the journey so far. It's been it's been mental, hasn't it, Paul? We've had a couple of couple of bumps in the road, if you like to call it, uh, a couple of couple of highs, a couple of low, a couple of lows during this time. But uh, it's been it's been mental, mate. It's been it's been really like the club's been shit at the minute on the field and off the field as well with Steve Bruce take over arbitration, yada yada yada. But the one positive that probably me and you've had, mate, during this time and during lockdown in, in particular and stuff like that, has probably been running Magpie 24-7, trying to keep people updated, keep trying to build this podcast and, and stuff like that. I mean... Yeah, obviously... just trying to get them links links in the community, isn't it? And and, and stuff. And, you know, we talked before about uh, about community and stuff, but I think there, there, was, um, there was voices who probably didn't think that we'd get to five of the main 50 and still going strong. The podcast is doing fantastically well. It's getting more and more listens uh, from more and more weird and wonderful places all over all over the planet. You know, South America, Australia, uh, in Asia, uh, Scandinavia, obviously the UK, Scotland, North, South, East, West. You know, um, men and women, all different uh, you know types of people, and it's fantastic to see the interactions are growing. People are listening for longer. Uh, you know, we're getting comments uh, from from different people. And at the end of the day, we're just two lads shooting the breeze like we would do anywhere about yeah, the day-to-day. Day 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 day. uh, yeah. And we're just glad that, you're, 
glad that you, you, you know you just really yeah, seem you, to like it. At the end of the day, you, you just take time out to listen to her and stuff, and it it is it's genuinely it's genuinely a blessing because obviously we left NFTV seven months ago now, I think, and we've um we've came we've came on so far in so little time interacting with more and more people. I mean there wasn't really an end goal in terms of hitting a certain number or whatever it may be. That was never the case. No, All the breeze. It was shoot the breeze. I, um, and when yep. YouTube comes along in a couple of months and that, and I, I, I try and interact with more and more people and that, um, it'll be, it'll be, be a good time. Mate. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to, to what the future holds for yeah. Magpie 24 seven. I just hope mate, the on the field stuff improves as well because the community yeah. thrives a hell of a lot more when it's doing well yeah it, it, it's the same i mean it, as soon as it's a win there's a buzz there's a bounce and yeah, yeah you don't want to keep having to say the same things and complain um but you know over the 50 episodes we've had uh, i mean we had super mac on obviously that was fantastic uh, listen if you haven't checked that out please please do all the old episodes are on there but they're free they'll always remain free um and like we've said, it's just literally us shooting the breeze. We don't sit on the fence. We're not known for that. We've never been known no, for that. Just, so, just like, yeah, I, I don't come away from a podcast saying I acted differently. Do you know what I mean? That that no. that'll never be me. I'll always be myself. I, I think if anything, I, I think if I acted any differently, my dad would probably bollock us like because he says if you're anything <laughs> short, you sell me it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But. Um, no, exactly. Yeah. And that, that's what I've always wanted to be because when I suggested the podcast here, you were really happy with the idea because we we're just going to go straight on to YouTube. But I suggested the podcast, um, one, so we, so we didn't go in direct competition straight away with, with, with previous places because I didn't want I didn't want to give off that vibe. Um, and another one that I think the way we talk, mate, we can talk for England and obviously people enjoy listening to that type of thing. So over a longer format, I, felt, I just felt it would be better. And I felt it's been a great idea, even though we'll, we'll go on to YouTube and that the core Magpie 24-7 content, that is the podcast, that won't change. The only difference is you'll be able to see what faces. So if you want to see that, you know, that the crack on, you know, you can watch it on YouTube, you can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Wherever yeah, you, you get better take that Steve Bruce mask off for when we <laughs> when, when we record it, man. Go on, get over, man. <laughs> but, um, no, mate, it's it's been a genuine pleasure to to um, record these podcasts. We've had some uh, wicked guests along the way. Super Mac was on, and we've had we've we've had Owen on as well. He was supposed to be on today, but with but Paul's had a really busy week moving house and stuff, so it was a very unpredictable, oh, again, boys and girls. unpredictable start times and stuff. So I says to Owen would do a video, and if he wants yeah. to want another podcast, he can do. Uh, so and there's and there's many more guests to come. So it's it's just yeah, we've be, got big fans. Yeah, we we'll have, and it, it's just nice. It's just nice to see that people are engaged from with way and, and 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 really want to give with the time. But there's 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 a there's a lad that messaged me a couple of days ago, mate. A really really talented graphic designer by the name of uh, Jack Body, and he listens to the podcast. So if you're listening, mate, hello. Hope you're doing good. Um, <laughs> and his stuff is off the charts. Uh, Unbelievable. I made one of them my screensaver in uh, in Alan St. Maxim and. Uh, but uh, I thought I'd give him a shout. It was just people, people like Jack, you know, just reaching out the way to shoot the breeze and that. And hell, Jack, if you want to become more than the graphic designer and you want to come on a podcast, feel free to do so, mate. I'd love to have you on. But that's, it's, that's it's, the it's thing, isn't it? 
you know. Yeah, it's all it's all about, and we use the mantra, um, you know, by fans for fans, but it, it it really is that. And you know, these first fifty, I think it was a case of us learning our way. There's lots of great podcasts out, you know, out there, and you know, covering Newcastle and lots of great Newcastle uh, content creators out there doing other stuff and discussions and, and and all that sort of thing. So we've been finding our feet and learning as we go along, and it's totally new to us. And we've invested in Streamyard. Uh, and other stuff and trying to improve as we go along with like you said thumbnails and this that and the other um but yeah it's been an exciting learning journey and it's all gearing up to launching uh, the youtube as well but all the way it's just adding extra layers of it on it's not taking anything away um it's just been a case of fully putting our energies onto each different project to establish stuff and get the quality to a certain level yeah. that we're happy with um, and it, like you say it, it, it doesn't matter on what subject it is um, you know where some people might uh, say different stuff or not have an opinion we are known for strong opinions we will not sit on on, on that fence and yeah. it will always be it's black it's black and white with us but it's been yeah. absolutely fantastic and uh, as we touched on before big plans for you know for the future and um We've got uh, guests, ideas for guests, um, ex-players, obviously people that we've uh, had associations with previously, and also people we haven't had associations with. So it's all about, for us, as we said on that first podcast, it's all about the community. It's all about building bridges. Yeah. and working with similar similar people, just just keep just interacting with as many people as we can. Yeah. Um with what as long as you as long as you're passionate about Newcastle like we are, then we I, I don't care where you are from the world, what little banner you fall under or anything like that. It's all about Newcastle, it's all about opinions, it's all about debate, it's all about y- y- your thoughts on stuff. That's the important stuff. Yeah. It's all about the community, mate. The Newcastle yeah, it is 100% mate and if there's anything we can do to help anybody like um like like Jack as I mentioned before um try to help by posting his stuff online just just any way we can help the community is is just a massive plus for me um but yeah with all the negative shit that we've had to go through this podcast obviously the tragic loss of Davy, the tragic loss of Glenn Roder you know all, all tragic losses as well as a frustrating performance yesterday obviously the the game in comparison doesn't mean anything really because we've lost we've lost two people really important in Newcastle United and the Newcastle United community fans community as well so in the contrast of things it really it really is it really isn't anything but I just wanted to end on a positive mate because these first seven months have been a whirlwind um facebook instagram uh twitter all doing really well we're, we're, we're on there every day giving away opinions shooting the breeze on there just being ourselves as we would be in the in the podcast but in post form and in text form giving away opinions on, on certain bits of news and stuff but um i just want to end on a positive mate and i know i realize this is probably the longest podcast in human history at this point <laughs> So if you're still with me, I do, I do thank you. But um, I just want to end on a bit of a positive, mate, because it's been a, it's been there's been a couple of hard things to go through in this podcast. So I just want to end on a on a positive with number fifty. And yeah, that's up to number hundred now. Next fifty, and hopefully by the hundredth podcast, we can. Pro- I want to do a special year now for the hundredth podcast. I don't know. I don't know who we could get. I don't know whether to try and get a former player or something. But I think. 
podcast 100 needs to be a special one, mate. So here's to the next 50. Um, if you if you want to keep supporting me, and we'll keep supporting you as well any way we can. Um, but um, if there's nothing else you want to say, Paul, I'll I'll I'll, I'll let these I'll, I'll let the kind people listening to it, um take the rest of the day off because we've had we've had we've been in the ears for nearly two hours now. <laughs> <laughs> I like the people who, who message in and they say I, I stick you on when I'm driving, but I make sure it's a long journey. <laughs> wise choice wise choice be, be london at this point mate um, <laughs> but, um no hopefully by the time we do the next podcast uh we're thinking of doing i i, I haven't mentioned this to you paul but i might as well mention it now uh might as well do a q a we haven't done one for a while so yeah, we? yeah uh, in midweek or something when paul's um moving arrangements have settled down a little bit we'll get one of them out for you as well but um Aye, this has been the Mad Pie 24-7 podcast, and hopefully by the next one, I, I say this every flipping week, but hopefully the next one is a positive podcast for once. We pray. We pray. P- please, please, God, football gods, any god, please, just give we, give us three points and there's something to be happy about next weekend. But, um, yeah, we'll love you and leave us for now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, take care, everyone. See you. Keep it too.